Hello, friends. It is I, Adrienne Dillard, your host for the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. Today, I bring you a special Mother's Day episode. Nancy Blystein of the Colette W. Blystein Foundation shares with us today. As always, contact information for our interviewees can be found on our Facebook page. I hope that you enjoy this special episode. Please remember to like, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome, friends. I am so excited to have our next guest join us. Her name is Nancy Blystein, and she's actually got quite a bit going on, but today she will focus on her foundation, and I'm not going to go any more into that. I'm going to let her just tell us everything that we need to know about it. Nancy, welcome. Thank you for having me, Adrian. We had a beautiful daughter named Colette, and she was born with cystic fibrosis. And unfortunately, you know, she was quite compliant with all of the uh, medications and all the medical things she needed to do. And unfortunately, her condition deteriorated. And we found ourselves her on the transplant list. And unfortunately, she did not get a double lung transplant. So I first want to advocate for organ donation because it's so, so important. Um, But she did donate her left kidney to a man in his 30s who had been on dialysis. So that's an act of paying it forward. So you can imagine she was our only child and you can imagine the devastation. And so my husband and I decided that we are going to, you know, through our tragedy, we are going to try and make something good out of her life. After her death, multiple, multiple hundreds of people reached out to us. Many we didn't even know about her acts of kindness and love to them. And especially during times when she was really sick and she really didn't feel well. And I think that's part of her legacy that she really focused on others, even in the midst of not having an easy life sometimes. So we started the Collect W. Bleistein Paying It Forward Foundation because she was a big advocate of paying it forward. And she had hoped that, or she believed truly that every act of kindness really would help to change the world and make it a better place. So we have taken this foundation and we have to this point, I think we have donated over $150,000 uh, since 2014. We do two things. We help people in need. Sometimes life happens and people just need a little bit of help. And also we donate to students uh, for scholarships. We donate to her former high school, Washington Chip High School. We donate scholarships there. We donate scholarships to students at CHOP that, are, that have CF that are actually going to college. We donate to, let me think of who else we donate to. Oh, we donate to Rowan University, the Public Relations Student Society of America. It's PRSSA. She was vice president of special events. So we, we donate one scholarship from our foundation and let me segue a little bit. She, um, she was an advocate for cystic fibrosis. She did walks. She met with people. She spoke to people all about TF because she felt like being informed, people would better understand the disease. And so the October before she passed away in May, she was asked by the Delver Valley chapter of cystic fibrosis to speak at their CF gala. This is the largest money-making fundraiser they have throughout the year. And she was considered the CF hero. So she did this amazing speech that actually is online. And um, she touched the CEO of Independence Blue Cross. I forget the gentleman's name right now. But anyway, he, she touched him. So he, get, he offered her an internship on the spot 
for her uh, public relations. And then, and then an anonymous donor from that uh, fundraiser gave Rowan a $10,000 donation to start a scholarship in Colette's memory. So there are two scholarships that actually happen at Rowan. And then we also give scholarships to Kids Alley. This is a, an organization that our family has actually volunteered for. It helps kids from Camden to get off the streets. It's a Christian organization. They do an after-school program and a Saturday Live program. And we as a family have all volunteered there. It's a really great organization and those students are really in need. So, uh, you know, they inspire us so much with their stories. So those are some ways that we actually, we actually try and bless people. And, and in blessing people, we are so, so blessed. And it's truly helped. This foundation has truly helped my husband and I in our grieving, for sure. It's really, I can't even imagine what you all have been going through, what you continue to go through. But what a beautiful way to remember your daughter yeah. and the life she was and her spirit. So this is a tremendous gift that you are giving to her and to the rest of the world. Absolutely beautiful. How did you come up with this idea to, I mean, the foundation, I mean, was it just like, we got to do this or did you, did it take a while? No, it actually happened. I was a principal at, you know, I was a principal. I'm retired now from being a principal, but at the time our staff had, planned a, a huge fundraiser for her transplant because the, the hospital said you should try and get anyone who would like to raise money for you because when, you, when transplants happen, there's things that are not covered through insurance. Okay. So, um, you know, my wonderful staff planned this whole, um, whole big fundraiser and uh, that was supposed to be towards the end of June and she passed away um, May 21st. So we decided, they naturally asked us, did we still want to continue with that fundraiser? So my husband and I spoke and, and there happened to be an article. There were a, a few different beautiful articles written about her in the paper. And one of them talked about her passion for paying it forward. So it just kind of happened. We make decisions on behalf of what Colette would have wanted. So we, my husband and I talked, it was a very quick decision. It was, you know, we were going to use her name in the foundation and the paying it forward because that's, you know, who she really was. So that's, it happened pretty quickly. That fundraiser, I think, raised us $12,000. And then we started the process of being a nonprofit, the 501c3, which was pretty lengthy, actually. But that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of like it was supposed to happen that way. So when you started on this whole journey of the foundation, did you know how much work would be involved? Well, I'm a workaholic. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's work, but it's good work. It's work knowing that your, your little small acts of kindness and love are making a difference in people's lives. And what I'd like to try and explain to people of who we are as a foundation is this. I'd like to get you to think about a time when someone blessed you with an act of kindness. And then I'd like you to think about how that made you feel. That's what we're trying to do in our foundation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, we don't, I don't personally know. We do have something because we are very, I take the donations that people give us um, 
you know, uh, we are very conscious of how we spend our money. I'll put it that way. There's very little overhead because everything is volunteerism and we volunteer for everything. You know, we may have to buy stuff for uh, different fundraisers we have, but really there is really very, very little overhead. So when people donate money, that money do- goes directly back to helping someone. And, and I'm very proud of that. But we do have criteria in uh, how we give our money. Someone from the board um, has to know someone who knows somebody. We do not go on Facebook and just do a GoFundMe page. We don't do that because unfortunately, there's so many scams out there. Yes. And uh, w- one situation, if I may, may um, share, someone told this person um, who, whose husband dra- um, unexpectedly passed away and they didn't have money for funeral costs, someone had told them about our foundation that I knew actually. And so we ended up, she reached out to me actually crying. She left me a voicemail crying on the phone hysterically. You know, would you be able to help? So we touched base and we helped them. We obviously couldn't pay for the whole funeral, but we definitely, the funeral director worked with us and we got the funeral paid for. So sometimes it's word of mouth about, oh, this foundation did someone or they're doing really great things. Maybe reach out to them. So, um, yeah, so people's donations, they go directly back to helping people. And and I take great pride in that, but I also take great responsibility in that, too. I'm glad you said that because I know just from experience, it's uncomfortable donating because you don't know what they're doing with the money. So much of the money goes to administrative costs or, you know, buying new laptops and furniture and things like that. And that's not where you want your money to go. You want your money to go to where the need is for the community, not to better someone's offices. It is really good that you do take this so seriously. It's, It's good to hear because I think what happens is once the organization gets really large, then they kind of lose touch with what they were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's helpful for us, just regular folk who want to donate. And we know about organizations like yours because we feel a lot more comfortable donating to you because we know what you're doing with the money is what we want done with our donation. What advice would you give someone if they were interested in starting something like this? Well, I think... um they need to be patient in the process as far as the application process for the 501c3. It certainly does not happen overnight. But in the meantime, they can be establishing, you know, their boards, they can be establishing their goals and objective, their missions, their the criteria for if you're giving scholarships out or if you're giving to people, what's going to be our criteria to use. So that way we are fair with everyone. Okay. So just do what you can while you're waiting for the paperwork to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And and make contacts too. You know, we try, we have a very varied board and, um, you know, some couple of, couple of them are Colette's friends. A few of them are actually are Colette's friends, which is great. Some of them are our friends who, who knew and love Colette. Other people are business people that we know have, have contacts within the business community that that's really important because you need to make connections with people. When you're doing a foundation, you're raising money, you can't do it all on your own. Right. And, and people are willing to help, but it's just making them aware and uh, having the right people in place. Yeah, that's helpful because I mean, I, I know plenty of people who have wanted to start 501Cs and 
it's just too much. It's overwhelming. So did you have anyone who had, was able to kind of guide you through the paperwork process? Okay. Well, um, God had actually placed on my heart probably a couple months after Colette passed away to start a grief group, believe it or not. And I kept rejecting him saying, I can't do this. My pain is too raw. And, you know, sometimes when God wants you to do something, he doesn't give up. So finally, um, and the message I kept getting was grieving through grace. And that was actually ended up being the name of our grief group, grieving through grace. And through that, we met, we met for four and a half years on our home, uh, one night a month. And we had a variety of people who lost children, who lost husbands young, husbands older, lost parents, you know, the whole gamut. And one of the couples there had lost their daughter and they had started a nonprofit. And so they actually kind of gave us the connection to the uh, person to actually start the nonprofit paperwork, which, yeah. And then we've actually helped them in turn because what we do, their, their mission's a little different than ours is, Mm -hmm. you know, their, their mission is making people aware their child was hit by a distracted driver. So that's their mission, but so their mission's a little different, but they certainly helped us to connect with, with someone who could actually do the paperwork. Right. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Extremely helpful because I know that is a huge roadblock for a lot of people that paperwork. Yes, it is. So when you think about resources that you use, okay, so you said this person helped you with the paperwork. Are there other resources that were helpful to you along the way? Or even now, you know, throughout this entire journey, have there been particular things that you have found that were extremely supportive or that if you hadn't known about this, you probably would not have been able to continue? Well, um, my faith is cer- certainly a resource for sure. That's my number one resource, actually, God, through all of this. Um, and he has truly guided us uh, on this path and has helped us to meet so many wonderful people along the way. Those people struggling as well as those, pe- those people who were will- are willing to help us. Um, you know, I just think um, making people aware of who we are and what we do and what we're trying to do. Um, I think people, many comments we make, and I say this quite humbly, but many people are so impressed that my husband and I have taken our tragedy and tried to make good of it, out of it. And I think people connect with that. So in that sense, I think we have a buy-in to people that, you know what, you know, they've been through this horrible tragedy and yet they're trying to make the world a better place. Small ways, but we're still trying to make a world a better, the world a better place. So I, I think um, people making connections, people on our board, uh, people that are attend our events. I mean, very kind and generous. Now, my next thing, if you don't mind me saying this, is my, my next dream is and Colette and I talked about this. She um, created chocolate covered pretzels called Coletzels, and she did this special drizzle on them. And she would make them for um, for weddings, for showers, for all, all different things that people would pay her. And she would give 10% of her pro- proceeds to charity. Well, I have gotten the Coletzel um, trademark, the, the name trademark. And what my dream is for her is to actually, just like Alex's lemonade, when you think of Alex's lemonade, you think of childhood cancer. Well, I would like someone, some company to help us to produce these mass, these coletzels, because making them by hand and doing the two or three color drizzle, it is, takes forever. Um, I, I would love, we would love to partner with some company to start this. And um, 
and I would love it. I have it all planned in, out in my mind. It's only five foot tall and I'd love to have a five foot tall cardboard, um, you know, picture. Yeah. And, and the story, because the story sells this and the story of her life and how she, it wasn't an easy life yet. She was loving and kind to others. And that's, um, that's the story. So, you know, maybe if someone's watching here and has some extra money that they'd love to. Yes, absolutely. So that's my, that's actually my personal next goal that we could try and get this whole Coletzel thing started to make it a national thing. And when people hear it, think of Coletzel's, they'll think of Colette, they'll think of paying it forward, cystic fibrosis, all that stuff. Yes, that's a fantastic idea. I mean, listeners, you heard what she needs. And, you know, we always say whatever we need is right there. So someone is going to hear this and help you with these Coletzels. Right now, my mouth's kind of watering because I want one. But, oh, what a great idea, Coletzels. Yeah, collect right. that all up herself. So <laughs> okay, well, hopefully we can get someone to help you with that. Yeah. So where can our listeners connect with you? How's the best way to contact you? Well, um, they I am on Facebook. I, I don't post that much. I am on Facebook, um, Nancy Phillips Gleistein. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, but also we can they can connect with me um, through my personal email nblystein at yahoo.com or cwbpiff at gmail. Those are the ways that they can kind of connect with me. Okay. I'm going to put all this on the Facebook page and on the podcast page. If there was a particular story that you could share that would kind of capture what being a woman of action, wisdom, and excellence means to you, what would that story be? Well, um, I, I don't think of it as just one story. I think of it, it as the um, paths that God leads us down. And some of those paths, we end up being in the valleys. But when we're in the valleys, we learn so much. And I think through learning, there comes wisdom, there comes action, there comes passion through all that. So I, I, um, you know, I, I would love to have Colette back by all means, healthy and whole. But I know that God had a plan and purpose for her life, and he now has a plan and purpose for our lives. And one of her, her sayings that she truly lived by is, your problems are never bigger than your purpose. And she truly lived that. And the Collect W. Bleistein paying it forward is now our new purpose. But imagine if each of us had it in our hearts to say, we each have a purpose to make the world a little kinder, reach out to people. It doesn't take money to call somebody on the phone or text somebody saying, you know what, I'm thinking and praying for you today. How are you? Those small acts of kindnesses that I truly believe really um, can help change the world. And I believe that if every person had one person in their life that truly loved them and was their cheerleader, that maybe the world wouldn't be the way we are right now. You know what? That's so true. And it, it sounds so simple and really it is simple. You know, just one nice thing. If each of us just every day, one day, one nice thing we could say about someone. And I try to encourage my kids to do that, you know, because you don't know how your one little kind gesture is going to affect that person. You don't know what kind of day they're having. And all they needed was that one little smile from you. That's exactly right. We actually got... Um, we helped a woman. Oh, well, this is, this is how God kind of inter, 
intertwines things. We we uh, volunteer for this Helping Hands Hoagie Sale in Washington Township where Colette uh, went to high school. And um, it's this major hoagie sale. They raise $50,000 to help people um, that have uh, medical issues and bills. And actually they um, reached out to us when Colette was on the transplant list. Right. And it's this amazing sale where they have hundreds of kids coming, community members. While we end up, they asked us to set up it. And, and let me just say this, the year after Colette died, they dedicated the sale in Colette's memory, which was so amazing. So anyway, our foundation donates and we give, but they ask us to set up a table where people come in to get their subs or their hoagies, which, whatever you want to call, uh, whichever part of the, uh, the, the country you're from, yes. <laughs> <laughs> grinder, some of them call them. Anyway, right. A gentleman came up to us. He was a retired fire, or he had volunteer fireman and he had just gotten off of work and he was coming up to help volunteer. And then we started to talk and he started to ask about our, our foundation. And he had a friend that had cancer. And I said, you know, please reach out to your friend. If we can help in any way, please let us know. <clears throat> so he got back to me and said, no, the friend said that he was fine financially and we, he appreciated it. But there was a coworker that ended up getting breast cancer. And so she had to reduce her hours of work and he reached out to us. Well, we helped her. Well, guess what? She, she no um, sooner thanked us initially, but two years later, I just got a text from him a couple weeks ago with a picture of her and him just saying that she is cancer free. She wanted to reach out again, just to thank us for how we've helped, uh, helped her. So I am a firm believer like Colette was that a little bit of kindness and love goes a long way and you just don't understand the impact of that. And I, and I truly believe sometimes you go out to the mail and you get a card in the mail. It's like you needed that card from somebody today. And, and I believe in that. So, so this is my passion. It's, you know, we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So we are to paying it forward to me is loving thy neighbor. So that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do. And the more we live and we learn, and the more we, you know, if everything in life was uh, so happy and perfect, you know, we wouldn't learn and grow, would we? So it's through that growth that to me, action and wisdom and excellence happens. Yes, yes, absolutely. A little bird told me that you are actually becoming a pastor now. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Uh, you don't have enough to do? I know. Yes. So this is a, um, it, it's, it's a new calling, I guess. Uh, but honestly, I've been ministering to people most of my life, you know, and you don't have to have pastor or reverend in front of your name to, to love others and to do acts of service in, in love. So yes, I am embarking on that in July 1st, I will start and um, lots of learning and growth. That's for sure. And I truly believe that, you know, God has, has given me so many opportunities to be a servant leader through the many churches I've been in and throughout my life. And so it just has all come together to this new, new path that I take on behalf of him. Oh, that, that's awesome, Nancy. Congratulations on finding your path, your calling. Although I think for you, you probably have multiple callings, but they kind of all encompass the one thing of ministering. So yeah, that's just absolutely beautiful. If you wanted to share something that we didn't touch on, do you, you have time now to share? I just want to impress upon people that, 
you know, just be kind, be loving in the world because we desperately need it. I mean, you turn on the TV for 10 minutes and you see, and, you know, and, and I think you need to be passionate and advocate for what you believe in and, and, and support, you know, the, this, the social justice that we're trying to gain. And, and, and I think information is power. I, I really believe that. And I think the more we learn and we try and put ourselves into someone else's shoes, even though like for me, I don't understand what it's like to be an African-American, but you know what, you know, I, I try and be empathetic, sympathetic. I try and be supportive and I try and share that with others too. And, um, you know, until we walk in someone else's shoes, really, we really don't know what people are going through. And I think that's the gift of this foundation. Even though we may know a smidgen of someone's story to help them, I have just great comfort and just, it's just such a blessing to us to be able to be a small part of their life, even just for a little bit. And the, and the thank you notes and the, just the heartfelt thanks of people going through tough things. It, they're just such blessings. And there's just such reaffirmation to me that, you know what, Nancy, keep doing what you're doing because it's making a difference. Absolutely. And, and hopefully our world, you know, in my mind, when I was a second grade teacher, there was a situation where this mom ended up driving her two kids, had them in seat, in seat, in their car seats and drove kids into this lake and they drowned, even though she lived. Well, that was an impact on my second grader. So, you know what we did? We ended up writing to channels three, six, and 10. And we tried to, the children shared their hearts, heart, heartfelt stories and and asked if they could have more positive things on the news. And I said to the children, you know what? We may not get any change from this, but you know what? You have to know in your heart that you were part of trying to make things better. And that is huge. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, you know, it, it's, and you know what? Parents have to teach kids. We have to have mentors, uh, coaches, you know, people in our church, friends, you know, there's so many people that can, support support others and our children especially in in this day and time for sure yes i totally agree i mean and the whole more kind things on the news that would be really good that was sweet what you did with those kids but okay nancy i truly appreciate you taking the time out because i know you. you are very busy <laughs> but i am grateful to you for sharing about the colette w blystein paying it forward foundation I will once again put the information on our Facebook page so that people who want to donate or want to support, they are able to do so. Okay, well, thank you so much again. And thank you so please, much. Good luck to you. Blessings for everything that you are trying to do, you and your husband. And, you know, stay strong. Thank you so much, my all pleasure. Right. And thanks for all you're doing. Oh, you are very welcome. You know, you. I do what I can. Absolutely. All right, dear, you take thank care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining me on the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. If you are a woman of action or know of one who you think would be a good fit for the podcast, please contact me via email, womenofawe at adriandillard.com, womenofawe at adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, Dillard, D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Or you can post to our Facebook page. Always remember to be the best you that you can be. That is the best path to excellence.
I hope you can join us next week. Please don't forget to support us by leaving a review.